<laughs> That's the cut. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, welcome to the first episode of the Edwin San Juan Show. I'm Loy Lee, and this is Edwin San Juan. Woohoo! I got my own show, Loy. You are out here crushing it. What? Day <laughs> one? I'm already crushing it. What? I'm so excited for you. How long have you been doing comedy? Oh, man. I've been doing comedy for like over 20 years. And, 22 years, actually. And how long have you been doing podcasting? I've been doing podcasting for like two minutes. That is, yeah, because we had to cut before. <laughs> 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 the, the, the second introduction sounds better than the first one. That's funny. Um, so yeah, I just moved here um, to Vegas, and you've been here for how long? For five five years now. Yeah. From LA. From LA. Yes. Never thought in a million years that I would ever be living in Vegas, but here I am. You what, know. Why Vegas? Um, I got residency oh. at the at the Planet Hollywood. <laughs> the, the, B, the B Theater. Yeah, V Theater, Las Vegas Live Comedy Club. Uh, That's crazy because you do. You headline seven nights a week. Yeah, seven nights a week. Um, it's a great show. It's fun. It's paying my bills. I bought a house. Uh, I got married now. Oh, congratulations. Thanks. Yay. I have a kid. How? Yeah. It, you had a kid at an older age. Yes. Thank you very much, Loy Lee. Uh, I mean, well, I'm getting up there at age two, so I'm trying I to know. have a kid. 45, I think. 45, 46 years old. I had my first kid. That's Oof. crazy. Yeah. But, but yeah, it just worked out that... I mean, you know, like before I got this job, I was dating my wife, and then she got pregnant, and then I found out about this spot, and I was like, oh, here I am. I'm all over it. That's dope. That's so, dope. Yeah. Seven, like, how was that pitch? Seven nights a week. Like, no days off. Yeah. No, they're they're flexible, though. Like, if I need to work on the road and take a gig, mm -hmm. it's they're not, they're not problematic with it at all. If I need to take some time off, maybe. I had, I had two days off the year. It was like Super Bowl Sunday and New Year's Eve was like the two days that I had off. That's crazy. Because the strip is just too crazy on those days. Yeah, I, I think I think the thing that people don't understand, like how crazy the strip can get. Right. Like, um, well, so where were you living in, in L.A. before you moved here? Um, Cerritos. Oh, yeah. So that's a huge... Where all the other Filipinos are. Where that 605 on South Street. <laughs> <laughs> is, uh, is that a Toyota? The Cerritos Auto Square. Cerritos yeah, Cerritos. yeah, right. I lived in LA for 10 years, but I was like, all I know about Cerritos is there's a mall there. Right. And when Filipinos get money, they leave Carson uh, and go to Cerritos. <laughs> yeah, new money, Filipi new Filipino money. <laughs> we had money already from the get-go, so we never had to leave Carson. We just went straight to the Cerritos. That's well, my bad. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm playing. I got a lot of love for Carson. One of my good friends... Uh, um, He's going to be the mayor of Carson one day. We all tease about it. Okay. But he was one of my first promoters when I did Slanted Comedy back in the days. Slanted Comedy is you? Yes, yes. Oh. I created that, started it, and then, and then left it like a dirty whore. Who, who, who'd, you, who'd you leave it to? Who's running it now? Um, the guy who's going to be the mayor of Cerrito. Or the guy, <laughs> Mike Ibarra. Uh, Black Mike. Uh, Russell Peters calls him Igorot. Oh, shit. Because he's really dark. He's, he's really like, dark. yeah, that's how I met him. I, I, I love Russell Peters. Uh, he's, he's always been nice to me, but I don't think you should take any nickname that he gives you. you should, other people shouldn't run with that. Oh, no? <laughs> <laughs> I think that's like the worst nickname you could probably have. Have Igorot? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but unless you're really dark, or, or if you were really white, then it would be really crazy that, yeah. to have Igorot. Did, did he give you a nickname? He gave me a nickname. He barely calls me. So oh. like I will just take anything. Anytime like he texts me back, I'm like, oh, my God, Russell's texting me back. Oh, that's sick, though. He texts you. That's sick. I mean, it's it's usually, yeah. 
<laughs> like I gotta catch him drunk, I think. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, that's that's crazy. So you've been doing comedy for over twenty years. Yeah, over twenty years. Um, the first time I stepped on stage at the Laugh Factory was in '96. Wow. Yeah, at the Latino Night is the first time I actually went on stage there, and then man, it's been crazy. If I was to do anything else, 22 years, I think I would like shoot myself by now. But like, every year has gotten better, and it's, I've gotten stronger, and it's kind of really cool. I, I think that's the thing that people don't understand is like, if you're doing something 45 minutes a night, every night of the week, no days off, like you can't not get better. Right, right, right. Just com- comfortable, and mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. And and I know you from from YouTube. You know, I know you from your mm. YouTube videos from like 11 years ago before I started doing comedy. Okay. And uh, everyone that I know that I start like all the OGs that I consider like mentors in comedy were always like Edwin Sanwan's the dude. All right, because I had all the weed. I mean, they yes. were like Edwin Sanwan's the dude with the weed. And that's the thing about comics. You want speech time? Give from some free weed. But honestly, I don't. I had like five or six rooms when I was living in LA and that I was running. So I was providing like, like before Ralphie May blew up and like fools like Alonzo Bolden and Joe Diaz, they were coming and doing my rooms and I was giving $50, spots and they, you know, they were like, oh, in town, work out, get, get paid so I could pay my gas bill. Like, I think that's one of the things that Ralphie May always remembered like, oh, hey, Edwin San Juan was there, he gave me work, you know, when no one else was giving me work. But that's how you end up generating um, relationships mm-hmm. and networking when you have to create your own stuff instead of sitting around like, man, I'm not getting no stage time. Yeah. You start your own rooms, right? That's that's what everybody... I, I think a lot of new comics, they don't want to do the work work. Right. They just want to do the comedy part of the work. They don't want to like start rooms or network. Right, right. Um, I think that's that's always my tip is like, hey, work with as many people as you can as often as you can. Yeah, and there's the, another level to that, too, because of the uh, left brain, right brain stuff. Because we're creative as comedians. Mm-hmm. But then when you have the other aspects, like you're doing the pod and setting stuff up, like I wouldn't know how to start this from, you know what I mean, right. from anything. But you didn't even, you're not like IT trained. You're just doing it off the cuff, like figuring stuff out. And I think that's awesome, bro. Like, Thank you. You know what I mean? Like you can exercise both of those sides, and it's, it's awesome. It's good. You know, as a, as a comedian, like you're only really working a few hours a night, you know, like from the minute you leave your house, like that's, that gives you the whole day to like figure out how, like, how to edit or, you know, all the things that you need that I don't want to pay other people to do because <laughs> I don't have the money to pay somebody to edit the podcast or, mm-hmm. or set it up. So for me, it's like, hey, how do we learn new skill sets that are going to help me get to the Also, oh, because you don't have money. So if you had money, you wouldn't do any of this stuff? I think if I had money, I would pay, I would outsource everything. <laughs> <laughs> so, hey, hey, show up at this address and uh, set everything up and we'll just do it and you can break it down. Like I'm not, but yeah, money. It's a lot to think of that technical aspect because – I know we only work so many hours or a few minutes on stage, mm-hmm. but the whole day you're engulfed about thinking about what you're going to say or what you're going to talk about. And then even whatever experiences you have in life could become part of your set yeah. and your routine. So so it's not we're not only working that few minutes on stage that people think. It's constantly, my mind is always constantly thinking about like. That's the thing about, the hardest thing about uh, my wife to understand is like, I got to go to a mall. I just got to shove like images in my brain like i just need to like see interactions Mm -hmm. um i can only we can only talk about our wives so so much you know Mm -hmm. like on stage uh how do you how do you write like what is your writing process um i think it's just like like 
uh, I don't even come up with premises. I think things happen. Like my daughter might say something funny mm -hmm. or a situation might happen. And then I just try to paint the picture from there. Like, mm. you know, and then a lot of it's working it out on stage. Like I might have two or three things that I think are kind of funny and then try it on stage and it might go a whole different way. Yeah. And then I go, whoa, like I didn't see that happening, but <laughs> it happened on stage. And that's when you know, okay, I can create on stage when you think, okay, that's, I got, I have something here, you know, yeah. it's just a matter of me rolling up my sleeves and doing it more often and working and trying it out, which is really hard because it's scary. Right, right. And I think that's kind of how my process is. I, I write premises throughout the day and go, mm -hmm. okay, I'm going to do three sets tonight. I'm going to try this out three times and see where it goes. And a lot of times, oh, the premise is actually like the punchline. It's not even, you know, not even the setup. So creating on stage, I think is so important. It's not. You right. Know, there's no studio time. On stage is studio time. Yes, and it's immediate gratification or failure. Yes, yes. But even when you fail, then you can create something funny out of it too. So it's like, it's, I I love our job, bro. In that sense. Could you? Could, uh, what What were your parents like when they were like, "Hey, I'm I'm gonna do stand up comedy." They were cool with it actually because I finished school. Oh. Yeah. So if I didn't finish school, I think, and then. And I wanted to try it, then they would be like, oh, hell no, you know, be a nurse. Right, right. Or, you know, or, post or, office. Yeah, or engineer, you know. <laughs> what did you go to school for? Um, I went for human services, social work. Oh, sh so I was, yeah, I was, I was a group counselor and stuff like that. And when was the last time you actually did anything in that field? Oh, man. Never. Oh, 20, over 20 years ago. <laughs> yeah. No, not, not 20, because I was working and doing comedy. So probably 15 years, maybe 15. Do you miss yeah. it? Um, I miss interacting with the kids, but I don't miss it. It didn't pay well and, you know, but it was a labor of love. That's what I miss that, that you're actually making a difference in someone's life. I have a lot of buddies that are in social services and mm. it's one of those things where I don't think that I could do it. Like it's emotionally, tough. emotionally. Right. <laughs> it is. You know, I stopped reading the kids files because oh. you start reading the files and you see how fucked up things are, yeah. you know, and then, then you start treating them different. So I just wouldn't read the, read the files and just treat them how they were like, you know, like you and me are talking right now. Right. Just same thing. Show them respect and you get respect back. And then my sense of humor took me far. Like a lot of, lot of other people struggled working there. Yeah. But I, I connected well with the kids. And then I, I moved my way up. I was supervisor. I was running a whole unit. And it's like, oh. yeah. <laughs> it, it, it's funny. Before I quit my job to do stand-up full-time, uh, I, I noticed that like I was – excelling better like more faster than than when i was like, actually trying oh. like, when you try to leave they're like hey you wanna we'll give you we'll right give you promotion. <laughs> so i'm like out here quitting like i'm, I'm living somebody's dream just not mine <laughs> <laughs> that's it's, it's hilarious as soon as you try to get out they pull you back in yeah. somewhere or other, right like, you know the promotion you've always wanted like i don't want a promotion like you got it <laughs> here's your <yeah>. promotion <laughs> uh so 20 years and you've been doing uh the v theater for five years yes what do you think, like, like, how, like, I'm frightened to see, like, what comedy will be post-COVID. Like, what are your thoughts on that? I don't know. It's weird right now because people are doing shows in drive-ins, drive, drive, right? Have you? No, I haven't done one yet. I haven't been on stage for, like, I looked on the counter. It's like, 182 days it's been, like, yeah. since St. Patrick's Day. I think that was the last time I went on stage. I seen you perform a week, two weeks ago, right? Two weeks ago, yeah. Was that the first time that you had went up, and or did so? I recorded my uh, recorded my album Asian Privilege on YouTube. Um, Shameless plug. <laughs> I recorded that like uh, on the twenty first of July. Okay. So I did basically no stand up. I recorded the album and then the, the with no audience. With no audience. Wow. 
and then when I you hate those you, when you do it's like when you go on the road and then you go do TV local TV yep. and then they have you do your set in front of no audience and you have to do it, try to sell tickets that's kind of like what you had you did for your whole special yes oh that's the worst I never want to do those shows like when they tell me to do that like do you do you do uh do you do like morning radio if you ever go gigging yeah uh-huh. I do morning radio morning uh morning and, news. and morning TV the news you know, but I can't, I can't believe that has not changed. But I don't, like, I don't do it anymore. I'll, I'll do the news, but I won't perform like that anymore. Got it. I'll, I'll do the weather if they want me to do the weather, or I'll mess around. You know what I mean? But I won't do my set on there because it, it makes. I think it deters people from going to your show because you don't succeed there. Yeah, it's hard because there's no audience. You don't get that feedback. That's but why when you did your special like that, I'm like, oh, that must have been so hard. It wasn't fun. <laughs> <laughs> like like I, I did I didn't enjoy it. Like uh-huh. uh it was it was a challenge and uh I did it because like that's my biggest fear that that is what comedy is from now on. They're just gonna live like Oh, so you didn't as the thing of the future of comedy. Yeah. Oh. Like I fear that we'll get paid a boatload of money to go do an empty show and it's just gonna be live streamed behind a paywall. Oh, so I guess what the improv is doing, I've seen in West Nyack, is they have a whole big screen that's inflatable, mm-hmm. and then they record you as you're on the stage, and then cars go in there, and then they listen to you through their radio. It's like, geez, that's terrible, I think, but it I mean, shows that people are starving for it, or we yeah. need it somehow. Because like, when people laugh, first of all, you can't hear you laugh. What, are you going to honk your horns? Honk your horns. Gonna- <laughs> I'm from Boston. I will go out there and punch somebody. <laughs> Why are you honking at me? I got that I'm funny. walking here. <laughs> yeah, they're they're flashing their lights. I, yeah, I don't know. I think I have road rage. Like, can you have road rage and not even be in a car? It's worse. I've been in shows where if you suck, they break their key the keys out and they jingle yeah. them, right? Or they throw chicken wings at you. But like, when you car, they can like run you over. <laughs> yeah, it's like this is the worst case scenario. Yeah, uh, as a heckler, as a heckler in a I, Toyota. <laughs> <laughs> Death by CRX. I guess that would be the Asian thing, right? <laughs> yeah, give by CRX <laughs> as a hatchback. <laughs> uh, so I mean, like. Do you have you doing online shows? I've done maybe I think two so far. And how did they go? Oh no, it wasn't shows. It was pod, I did Felipe Esparza's podcast, and then I did um, it was a uh, Ron around a Ron around the world. Ron Jossel. I don't Ron know if Jossel. you. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I love Ron Jossel. Yeah, me and my wife did that one. That his, I guess they're pods, right? They're like, no, they're not pods. What are they? I don't know. It's what internet shows. Wanna... They're Zooms. Did you do a set? No, I didn't do a set. Then, then it wasn't a show. Let's oh, call it so I haven't done any of those. I, I, I refuse to. Yeah. But if I think if you're saying that's going to be the future, like, and you have to like, adapt to it. I don't know. Because did you see when the NBA said they were going to stop and then the players were going to have to perform with no fans? And LeBron James was like, I'm never going to play without fans. It's all about fans. And then now, like, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, and my first thought was like, oh, you've never played JV ball. <laughs> <laughs> you never played JV ball when, like, even your mom wasn't in the stands. Oh, that's hilarious. Well, they told the WNBA there wasn't going to be no fans. And they were like, well, that's how you normally play anyways. <laughs> like, wait, that was an option? Uh, yeah, fans? What? Uh, we're just happy to be on TV sometimes. But you can't laugh about stuff because this could be the future of of entertainment. Who knows where it's going to be? Like, 
I really felt like it was like Mad Max Beyond the Thunderdome when I was filming my album. Mm-hmm. Where I mean, it's it's beautiful in the regards of like, oh, you mess up, you mess up that word, you can start over again. But it's it it wasn't it didn't feel good on the inside. Well, you know, there's things that happens with me and my daughter sometimes mm-hmm. that don't feel good, you know. <laughs> and I'm like, but this is a teachable moment. I yeah. always say so. It could be a teachable moment that you're gonna learn something from what you did because you created the energy and you put it out there and that's a lot that more than anyone's doing right now and And, and, you know and the beauty is like media is not coming to us netflix is not knocking on my door right you know so at this point we have the ability just go out there and take some take take your piece of the pie and i think that's kind of with pods with everything like that it's like when everything comes back this is how we're going to sell tickets Hmm. this is the easiest way i'm not doing morning radio hey it's the 106 jack you know like (laughs) Fucking kill me. Be funny. Yeah, yeah. Hey, so uh, Edward said, Juan, tell us, uh, tell us a joke. Hello, Dare. <laughs> <laughs> and you're like, it's fucking six it's, a.m. Yeah, it's it's in the morning, man. Like they don't want to hear a joke. I don't want to tell a joke. <laughs> but imagine that back in the days, that's how they only way they could promote, right? And then yeah. if you were funny on radio and you busted on radio, that's how people went to see the show, right? And right. then they would go to the Thursday show, and if you kicked ass on the Thursday show, then they'll let, they'll go back home and let their friends know. So then the weekend is 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 better. You Friday, know? So Saturday. Like, yeah, yeah. But I mean, it's a different beast now, and I think with pods stuff like that, like people are show, selling out shows, and like I remember. I, I went with Joe Diaz to he did uh, Miami Improv, and I went with him and dude he just sold it out and there was just so many heads after the show just wanting to smoke them out and stuff and we were yeah. just killing chilling and it was like <laughs> you know and, and and I think that's like the difference but from even like ten years ago pre ten years ago people wanted comedy they go out there let's go to a comedy show now they're like oh Edwin San Juan's in town I want I want to be part of that conversation I want to be, I want to experience that right I, I think we're selling experiences versus selling actual comedy um, I mean have you ever been to Coachella or a music festival No I haven't they're fucking horrible Yeah I don't... You, you know who loves it everyone. <laughs> You know what's? It sounds better. It sounds better on the CD player in my house on my iPod. Oh my god! I just dated myself. Both CD <laughs> and iPod. <laughs> uh, no, it sounds better at home. It sounds better at home. At home. And uh, but everybody wants to spend that exorbitant amount of money to go to Coachella. I don't. I, I'm not good with crowds, and I don't like that. Like, oh, like that, yeah. The worst day I thing I found out was when my my found out my stepdaughter's birthday was on my birthday too. So like, I was like, oh, there goes my birthday. He's like. You know what? I, on my fiftieth birthday, I spent at Disneyland. Is that good or bad for you? That's really bad for me. Okay. <laughs> do, do you want to be at Disneyland on your fiftieth birthday? Like, uh, you oh. know, I for me, I, I think that's a hard thing that people don't understand. Is that like with comics, like we don't want to be around people. No, yeah, yeah. I mean, is it bad that we don't? It's not that I don't want to be around people, but I don't like opening nights on stuff or yeah. stuff that's too crowded. Like, I'll go to Disneyland on Father's Day because I'm sure it's going to be empty. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Who's Father's Day? Oh, I want to go to Disneyland on Father's Day. Like, well, you, sometimes, like you know, I'm not a father, but don't fathers have to do stuff that they don't want to do because the kids? Yeah, I mean, my the look on my stepdaughter's face when she was at Disneyland and had a great time is mm-hmm. irreplaceable. And like, you know what I mean? It's worth it all. But still, I don't want to spend like yeah. my 50th birthday. I'd rather be at a strip club <laughs> with my wife, of course. But of course. you know, yeah. I, I think for me, it would be better if. If somebody else had the same birthday as me. So we can plan all of these things and it's not for me. It's it's for, for them. them. It's uh-huh. like, yeah, we're going for you because I can't 
uh, something about me. Maybe it's my Boston upbringing. It's like, uh, yeah, I want to do something for my birthday. Will never come out of my mouth. Oh, really? <laughs> never. When is your birthday? Uh, the 21st of October. Oh, it's coming up. It is. Big 40. Oh, what? You're like a Halloween baby. Basically. Oh, that's cool, bro. So, like, I don't want to do anything for my birthday. You can come and hang out, but I'm not doing shit. All right. We're going to have to change that this year. <laughs> We're going to strip club. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Crazy Girls 12. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know. What's what's your favorite strip club out here? Um, I don't know. I, I've I've only been to one with Sapphire, I think. Okay. Yeah. And um I you went with my wife. She used to be a stripper. Okay. So I when I go to strip clubs now, I've been to, with her the last two times. Mm-hmm. And it's kinda cool. You go in as a couple and then she does all the finagling and stuff like that you know so it's not like i you know when you go into strip club you feel like a pervert and you're in there like and it's like dark and stuff like that but with her setting it up it's stuff it's kind of gold bro it's nice do you have you ever been to atlanta no oh yeah i did, I did bet in atlanta yeah. but i didn't get around or didn't see anything that is uh that is my favorite strip club culture okay it's like something about where you like here, whenever you go to strip club, you kind of feel like that guy. You're yeah. Like, hey, hey, you go there by yourself, but in Atlanta and Houston, it's just like it's just normal. You're like I feel like cheers. Like hey, come on in. Yeah. Titties. Yeah. Try the wings. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> Where they're just like, yeah, we're here for the wings and tits. Yes. I assume everyone here is for the wings and tits. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's that's crazy. I went to visit cousins in Toronto. And then they took me to a strip club. And then they have the girls there carry towels with them. Yes. And they sit it on the guy's lap like that. So he, they don't need, like, snail trails. <laughs> so when they go home to their wives, they're not like, what's going on you in a strip club? I thought that was the coolest thing. Like, they're, like, looking out for people so they don't get in trouble. Like, Yeah. Also, they're like, uh, 12 girls sat on the same lap. <laughs> like, we are not trying to... Get chlamydia. See, I didn't think about it that way. I was thinking of like, oh, wow, this is like a cheating husband or something, you know? But that's maybe, true because germs too. Like, yeah. you know, he's like... COVID? Catching COVID of the coochie? Yeah, well, that was way before COVID, but still, yeah. <laughs> maybe it was in the coochie and then it just, now it's airborne. Like, it just, we've been overlooking it this whole time. <laughs> that's where it's been this whole time. Uh, when uh, when I, you had to grab him in the pussy. <laughs> he would have found COVID right there. <laughs> Fun, super fun. <laughs> uh, there was one time I was in I was in Montreal and I was like 18 at the time, where you can drink in All Canada. Right. And uh, the same thing, she 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 puts a, a towel down when she was sitting next to me, and then on my lap, and then she uh, we're going for a dance. She puts like a clear liquid, like a clear what? gel in my hand. What? And I'm like, that's not where this goes. <laughs> oh, uh. she's like, no, it's because uh, I'm thinking it's like KY jelly. Uh huh. She's like, no, it's Purell. It's Purell. Oh, and I was like. Shouldn't you put this on? <laughs> like, where is yours? Because this is weird. Wait, did she want you to put it on your hands? Yes. So that means you could, like, touch her then? Yeah. Oh, okay. That's yeah. a good sign then. Like, but I was like, I've been sitting at the bar the whole time. I don't know where you've been. Can you put some Purell on? <laughs> yeah. I'll, can you, like, just take a bath in this? <laughs> Spray it. That's, <laughs> like, put it before you put it on her butt. <laughs> can you imagine if you were, like, eager and didn't know, and then you thought, oh, yeah, she put it in your hand, so you just started, like, using it like lube. <laughs> And then it would just like burn like so bad. How, how do you know it would burn? <laughs> Only when you blow on it, it really feels. <laughs> or you stand by the fan after you put it on. Icy freeze. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just imagining. I never did it, but I think but it would be clean. I, I guess that's something that we can do. Put that on the list. And you're like, hey, my wife's out of town. Maybe I'll just. <laughs> it's PRL. It's $47 a bottle. <laughs> <laughs> it's expensive now. 
Man, uh, what did uh, what did you think about Labor Day here in like Vegas? I heard it was crazy. You know, I didn't realize it was because we stay home a lot. But when I saw the news and then the mad exodus and everybody trying to leave, and they said it was backed up for like eight hours, mm-hmm. I was like, it's just like normal. Like it's not. Every Labor Day in Vegas, everyone leaves on Monday. It's packed like that. So it wasn't like it was a difference. People came to Vegas. Yeah. It's, which is crazy because, like, the casinos are opening, but the shows aren't. So they don't care about the shows. They want people gambling. And it's also weird that, like, it's open, but it's not not it's not open open. No, it's not. So you go to the casino, and it's like, unless you're playing, you can't order a drink anywhere. Right. Like, you have to be at the table to get a drink. Oh, is that how it is? So, okay. I'm, like, you're just standing there and be like, hey, waitress, can I buy, like, are you playing? No. Then fucking go pound sand. Wow. <laughs> I was like, wow. So aggressive. Yeah, that's that's it. Uh-huh. Yeah, I was like, no, I want to pay. I want to give you money for you to give me a drink. She goes, yeah, that that's not happening. Damn. That's the rules now. That's right. I mean, have you been, I mean. It, shows the reason for shows are like if you want to bring lola because she's got mad money mm-hmm. your grandma and your excuse oh celine dion's playing in vegas you know so you want to go see the celine dion <laughs> and then really you want to go because you want to she's going to pay for the room and and gas and in the buffets hey, and she all. knows she knows she's going to gamble too she's oh yeah she's going to be there <laughs> touching the machines you know what i mean like you can't touch the machines no more but that's how much luck people like have you seen people on slot machines they're like they're like yeah. For luck, right? Like well, you go to a bar, a Dottie's or something, and if you sit in someone's chair, they get pissed. pissed. I've seen people stand, like just like literally just waiting for you to finish. Wow. Like, <laughs> are you done? <laughs> are you done? Right. Are you done? And you go, wow, there's there's a thousand slot. No, this one. This is my machine. Yeah, that's wild, isn't it? <laughs> but they've won a lot of money or the superstition and the luck and like. I get it. I mean, if I think if you think you're gonna get rich off of lottery, I think uh, yeah, superstition's got to be in your wheelhouse. Yeah, that's wild. But I mean, it feels. Did it feel normal? Like, like for Labor Day, did it feel like oh, we're going back to normal? When when I saw the news, I was like, wow, this, this, I was shocked. Mm-hmm. Like my, because like the governor, it's tough, bro. I would I would hate to be this guy. You know, at first when he got elected, I was because I, I I met him, me and my wife at. That what's that dispensary? Is it Planet Thirteen, the big one? Yes, 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 yes. Yeah, he was there, and he was like, pro, he was proactive, and I was like, oh, it's gonna be our new governor. Like, this is cool. And then now, like, he's a dick. <laughs> Everybody Fuck hates that. him. Fuck, that Fuck him. <laughs> like, still closed. Like, come on. But I wouldn't admire. I like. I think when Trump became president, he was thinking, oh yeah. It's going to be great. I'm going to be the president, right? And now it's this big shit fucking this coronavirus. Like, he probably never in a million years wished, like, it was going to happen like this. You know, like, he never envisioned it. I think you have to be kind of crazy to assume, like, oh, I can run the country. Like, what kind of lunatic do you have to be? Well, like, that's a good idea. Anyone in the pow- power position now has got it rough because of what's going on with the virus. Right, like, right. I'd hate to be in that spot. Toughest schedule for any president in the last 30, oh. last, last 40 years. Toughest schedule. By far. <laughs> And then even trickles down to the governor. Like, I thought he was going to be cool and this and that. And he seems like a really cool guy and he's nice. You know, I think he even married an Asian chick. I was like, all right, all right, all right. Governor Sisolak. Like, well, he saw the population increasing. Yeah. He's like, maybe we should get in the squad on the ground floor. It's tough. <laughs> and then our, our um, not is it our mayor? Yeah. She's crazy. Is she? I don't know. She's like, open up all the stuff. So they have like hot and cold. They're contrasting and they're kind of going against each other. But I mean, if you're the mayor of 
if you're the mayor of Vegas, like I think you got to be in in cahoots with like the mob or like the casinos or right. where they're just hey say this we, we we need to be open. Yes, and she said it like that too. <laughs> My name's Helen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, so what I felt like the most normal in the last, uh, what, six months was when I was watching the uh, week one of football. Oh, yeah. Were you excited for that? I was very excited. And then from nothing to overload. Yeah. Because, like, there was, like, 15 games on at 10 <laughs> o'clock. And then they also had, like, uh, the basketball game was on at 10 also. Yep. Like, the Denver Nuggets and the, and the Clippers. So I was like, it was, like, too much to handle all that. But I had got all my bets in, and then it was like, it was cool. It was, was overload. Your, what was your, what was the biggest takeaway from like week one um, for you? Well, the Raiders won. I'm real happy about that. Are you a big Raiders fan? Yes. Have I'm, you always been a Raiders fan? Uh, I was a Rams fan originally. Ooh. And then um, they left, and then the Raiders came, and then I became a Raiders fan, and then they left, and then they had no, I had no team to root for. So then I was just being a fan of players. Right, like certain players, yep. like Michael Vick and whatever. So then, uh, then the, now the Raiders are here. So it's like I'm, I'm so happy. Like yeah. that stadium is freaking bonkers. It's awesome. I drove by it. My wife took a picture from the plane, uh-huh. and you could see the stadium, and then you could see the T-Mobile Arena. Yep. And you could see how small the T-Mobile Arena looks compared to the way the stadium. And I'm like, whoa. Vegas is crazy. You think? Do you think you guys are gonna get a basketball team soon? I think basketball, baseball. I think we're gonna have it all now. Yeah. Cause um, I mean, the girls started first, right? No, no, we had hockey. Or no, do we have hockey, hockey first and then the girls, right? Yep. yep. And the girls might win the championship this year. I mean, you're better at that than me. So. They're favorite. I yeah. think they are. They have a good shot. <laughs> what What is the Vegas? What is the Vegas? The, you know what? There's There's a girl on the team called Asia. Her name's Asia Wilson. Have you heard of her? No. Oh, uh, but she's a. Her name's Asia. With a big black chick, like dominating the league, and of course it's Asia. Asians get no credit. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. We finally get an Asian ripping it in the WNBA, and it's a black girl. It's not really Asia. Her name's Asia. Well, when you go to a strip club, most of the black girls like Asia, Malaysia, Jade. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> and then the one Asian chick's Ebony. <laughs> <laughs> like, well, she knows what I like, so. <laughs> right. It's so funny, right? Oh, my God. Uh, uh, so, week one. Um, how did you, So, your, your, your Raiders won. It was a close game, too. Yeah. They uh, almost lost it, right? Mm-hmm. They had the lead. It was back and forth. Uh, I was Tom Brady looked good in the beginning. I was like, it was the old Tom Brady, and yep. then then it was the old Tom Brady. And it was old Tom. <laughs> yeah, uh, and you know the two. So Tom Brady had two interceptions, uh-huh. and Bruce Arians. One was a pick six, or no? One was a pick six. Uh-huh. And that did that fuck up your betting? Uh, no, it didn't. It didn't. But um, I have Gronkowski on my fantasy league, and I think I got people made fun of me for picking him. Yeah. And how did he do? Like three points or something? Yeah, three points. He's not, not didn't go well. Well, he did better than, because uh, the guy that I went with is from the Giants. His t- They're tight yep. end, and he only got two points. So, But I won my week. You won. So. <laughs> how, many, how many fantasy football leagues are you in? I'm only in one. This is only the second year I've done it. Oh, I'm really? not good at really drafting. Last year, I just auto-draft. Auto but this year, I got to pick my own players. That's a tedious process. Yeah. We did it on... Line and through the computer, it was pretty smooth. It went pretty smooth. I had one of the comics come here to make sure I knew what I was doing. I'm not the best tech savvy guy, so 
I'm like, huh? huh? Typing, I've seen your fingers. Typing isn't isn't a strong point. Oh, no, no. But I'm fortunate because I had residency. I was like, oh, you want a spot? Yeah, come help me uh, set up my fantasy league. <laughs> that, that's how he got me here. He's like, hey, you do a podcast. I want a podcast. Hey, yeah, you, you want frequent spots and let's work on our sets together. <laughs> For every podcast that you produce of mine, I'll give you half a spot. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm actually, I'm, I'm excited because when I overheard you when you were doing your show mm-hmm. and I overheard you in the parking lot talking that you spent like 500 bucks or X amount of dollars to get it filmed and, and you did with no audience. I was like, this guy's got motivation and he's, he's you know, He's got the determination to do it. But I mean, like, um, let's do it with a real audience. Yeah. You know, and let's get that. And then let's get the good feedback. And I I think if we connected, we can do it because I have the theater. We have we can set it up and then we can get some a nice video clip that could also uh, that could generate millions of views. Right. 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 Well, I mean, you got the name. I mean, you're more famous than I am. That's for sure. But I'm saying we could do it together. Oh, absolutely. absolutely. And, then, and then I and I didn't realize what that, what you were trying to do by filming it by yourself. But you were thinking towards the future of comedy. Could this be that? Yeah. So now it makes a lot more sense. Because when I heard you saying that, I was like, who the fuck wants to film with no audience member? But yeah. But, but yeah, that's how it could be going down. It could be the future, right? It could be the future. And, and I think that one of my biggest uh, take uh, takeaways is like, hey, start a conversation. Mm. And, you know, with every comedy, everything that I do in comedy, it's like, hey, let's start a conversation. It may fail. You know, you, you might walk away. But I think it's a great piece. I think it, it displayed everything. But at least at minimum starts a conversation. And uh, that's kind of why we're here. You know, right, right? It's a great foundation. Yeah. Because then wherever you, uh, if you may fall or go off track, it's always just get back to the conversation. And, and, the, and the beauty of social media and this and YouTube is like, hey, if it didn't go well, just create more content. Bury it. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, also, I wanted, I wanted to go into one last thing. And I know that you're a big sports fan. You're a big better out here. Uh, tell me. I, I don't bet on sports. I'm mm. a big fan of sports, but I don't bet on it. So tell me, what are your what should I be looking for in week two of of uh, the NFL? Um, I don't know. I have to, guess I would have to look at the schedule, but um, for sure bets. Um, for sure bets. For sure bets. For sure. There's no such thing. <laughs> if you sure. want to win, don't bet. For sure, you won't lose. <laughs> Fair enough. I, I like how you're being responsible. You're yes, like, okay. <laughs> my name and my face. So Edwin has no pick. Where, what are you betting on this week? Um, I, I'm, I'm betting underdogs. All dogs. Well, the uh, it's just so sad because I'm probably the only person on the planet talking about the WNBA. <laughs> and you're laughing right now. Yeah, yeah. But last year, I made like seven grand on the WNBA. Because they can't make a basket to save their lives, and I just bet the under, under. all the time, and I was <laughs> doubling it and du- I, I started with a hundred bucks and I won that, and I just let it ride and let it ride. Next thing you know, I was making thousand dollar bets on the unders, and I was winning them like, like crazy. Like, That's so. crazy. Uh, uh, Edwin, uh, the under is twelve. <laughs> like, trust me, trust, trust me. me. <laughs> you know, all, they bounce past too much. They're not gonna, no layups. <laughs> That's dope, man. Um, okay, uh, let's see. Is there anything else you want to talk about on our first, very, very first episode? Uh, man, I don't know. I just I think we covered a lot of stuff. I mean, I, okay. So I'm gonna give you a couple questions, just rapid right. fire questions. All I right. think this is gonna be might be a segment. You know, don't worry about it. Don't think about it too much. It's too late. Yeah, <laughs> he's already stressing out. He's sweating. <laughs> segment? Did you say Se- segment? <laughs> Uh, yeah. Oh shit! I, I'm becoming a podcast producer. <laughs> uh, so, um, flavor of chicken wings? Uh, plain. 
plane. Yes. Okay. <laughs> Favorite I like I like to have plane. Do I can explain it? Or like, no? no, 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 no. You know, I, I don't. Oh, okay. I, oh, no I, explanations. I, 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 plane. I'm like, oh Jesus Christ, plane. It's a crowd pleaser. I'm sorry. One movie. One movie. The one movie. Oh wow. Oh my God. Only one. Um. Okay. Uh. It's a wonderful life. It's a, okay. That's old school. Yeah, it's old. It's black and white. Yeah. Way before anybody's probably don't even know what it is. <laughs> Not even in 3D yet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> one superhero. And uh, one comic book character, excuse me. Oh, oh, it's definitely Spider-Man. Why? That one I got to know. Why Spider-Man? Uh, first, first comic book I ever fell in love with. Uh-huh, okay. Uh, Troubled Teen. It wasn't like Superman. Like, he's all undi- indestructible. He had problems, but he had powers and he's figuring it out. Like From the rough streets of Cerritos? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, and... Uh, and I got bit by a spider when I was little, and I thought I was going to turn into Spider-Man. What part of the Philippines do you call home? Um, Cerritos? Fair enough. <laughs> Fair enough. I like it. I like it. Because, uh, you know, these are the things that people want to know. I asked a couple questions, and people ask these questions. Oh, okay. Uh, it's mostly my aunt that knows you. That's fine. But uh, <laughs> Oh, all right. Uh, and and the, other, the other question I ask is uh, iPhone or Android? iPhone. Okay. I think I think that's a rapid fire question for this time. I got more next for next week. I like this rapid fire. Yeah, you, you want to do more? Uh, yeah, that sounds good. One Brandon book. Lee died in rapid fire. Uh, yeah, but nobody saw that movie. <laughs> nobody saw that movie. Uh, one book. One book. Um, oh man. How about this last book? What was your last book? Um, the last book I read, Joshua. Okay, well, look it's a Christian up. book. Fair enough. It's about this guy that okay, look it up. No, no, I'm <laughs> definitely not looking it up. Uh beef or pork? Um beef. Beef. Okay. Uh steak. Car or truck. Oh. I don't drive anymore, but Legally I guess car. <laughs> yeah. California said I can't drive, so and then I just didn't renew my license and I said I'm done. So I, I have residency. I could have someone pick me up. <laughs> Backseat. I don't know. As long as I'm not driving, that's fine. Yeah. <laughs> Best video game ever. Um, Crazy Climber or Qbert. Which one? Oh man, Qbert. Qbert. Yeah. You any good? I was pretty decent. Yeah, I was really good. <laughs> okay. Uh, that's how I got arthritis. Massive hours of Qbert. Show show the camera the hand. Oh damn. Does that does stop? That... I can't get arrested. But put your hands in the air. It looks like, it looks like I'm attacking. <laughs> just gang signs. Like. <laughs> so that's, is it embarrassing for you? Or are you just like, ah, oh, it is what it is? It's embarrassing, but I, I always keep my hands closed, if you notice. So it looks like, so it doesn't look like, you know, mm-hmm. I could be the military, like salute my officer. But w- what was more embarrassing, I have psoriatic arthritis. So it's psoriasis and arthritis. Oh. So the psoriasis is what was embarrassing. Like I had lesions all over my body. Like when people were going to the beach and stuff like that, I never would take my shirt off. People would be like, take your shirt off, Edwin. And I'm like, no, I'm cool, I'm cool. So you're like the fat kid where you're like, oh, he's yeah, going to go in the pool with Yeah, me. and then I was fat and then had lesions. Like, oh, forget about it. So what, so. Do you, what would you tell a kid who's got lesions right now? What would, what would you tell them? Like what's words of wisdom? Um... Wow. No, no, I'm <laughs> Good night, guys. <laughs> one show, one show only. And we're done. Yeah, That's a wrap. That's a-
uh, I got warrants out. I can't. No. Uh, you know what? I grew up suffering a lot because of my condition. Mm-hmm. And my doctor said I was born 20 years too late because now they have new medication. They have like biological. So I do injections monthly okay. and I don't have any problems anymore with my psoriasis. My arthritis isn't getting worse. I mean, it's not getting better, but it's stopped. It stopped um, deteriorating or whatever. So um, if I give anybody advice, it's like hang in there because every day there's new medications and stuff being found. So, you know, if it seems like it's really at the you're at your wit's end, there's hope because new medications are being discovered every day. And stuff like they might not be looking for your exact ailment, but they'll find it by trying to find something else. And then they're like, oh, this cures psoriatic arthritis. So like I, I grew up one out of fifty people had psoriatic arthritis. So I never really knew anybody that had it. Damn. Yeah. So when I started finding out about it, there was groups that I went to and support groups, and everybody had the same problem with the dirt devil and picking up all the flakes everywhere. And it's like it's it's the whole thing out there that we had to deal with. That <laughs> my doctor said do? I wouldn't have to deal with that now if I was born now. You know. Wow. But wow. So so keep. Tell everybody, keep your head up. Keep your head up. You know, there's new uh, things happening every day, new discoveries and stuff like that. So you might feel like it's at the end of it, but there's there's hope out there. So don't quit. And look at me. I'm making it. I'm, I'm, I provided myself, my family with a home through doing comedy. I mean, I can't stand up and do a regular nine to five. I can't do any kind of manual labor because of my condition, but mm-hmm. I can make jokes and make people laugh and get paid. And it's like, so there's ways. You don't have to do the regular thing that people say. You have to do right. so. Whatever condition you have, you can excel and become, you know, successful. That's dope, man. I enjoyed this. I enjoyed this oh, first man. episode. Me too. I got all excited right now. Like, oh. No, that's great. Like that's it's cool. I'm, I'm, I cut you off early because I'm crying on the inside. Like, oh I damn! <laughs> I wish somebody told me that. Just here's a lot joy club. <laughs> no, that was terrible. <laughs> And good night, guys. Good. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much, everyone. I appreciate oh, you. Man. We'll do this again next week. You're the man. Love you. Bye. Love you too, brother. Bye, guys. Say bye. Later. <laughs>